In episode 26, the final episode of season 2, we recap an awesome, awesome season. We reflect on a crazy, I mean, just absolutely crazy 2020 and talk about some of the challenges and opportunities that we've seen this year. E26, recap Rona and redirects. Check it out. It is, what? what's this, episode what, 26? Six. Yep. 26. 26. 26. Also known as episode 12. Episode 12 of season two. You are correct. Yeah. You yeah. are correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We made two seasons. We, we made two it. seasons. Congrats Man. to us. We, Congrats um, to us. And made it through. So what's that? You know, I've never been good at math. What's that? Three, three months of worth of yeah. wonderful guests that we've had on the podcast we rolled three months straight didn't miss a week didn't miss a week it's some stuff that happened in the background that we almost missed we almost missed last episode <laughs> really and truly um but i think now's the time to um as we did last season reflect on season because it was different um, not in terms of the guests, but just in how we've done things and in light of what's going on, um, we're still Zooming and uh, doing things virtually because this is maybe like, I don't know, I never kept count of the pandemic days anyway, but like a hundred days. Yeah, I can say, like the middle of March. This I have no idea, like, yeah. It was mid. It was mid March. I know because it was about to be or was spring break. Mm-hmm. I know Tasha was on spring break. So yeah, yep, yeah. It's been it's been a little minute, and uh, twenty 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 has been wild, man. It, it's uh, so wild. It's, it's been crazy. This has been crazy, but I guess all the with everything going on with the pandemic. And with like protests and police brutality and all that, they have it, it's been some positive stuff too to come about. Yeah, yeah, it, it has you know. been. Um, you know, not to get all political, but some things have come out, some things I feel like in terms of changes like protests and stuff, a lot of stuff they could have killed. You know, what you mean? <laughs> what you mean? You know, like killed. name changes, like yeah, you know, you know. like almost a hundred years later, that Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's are like we knew that. Like that's cool. Yeah. I want to see some policy changes. We can worry about that later. I think I also read for like, I'm sure I got it wrong, but for the NFL season, which actually won't be anymore, right? Is it? Before? Um, so the N, no, the N, I think the NFL is still planning to play. I think they're still planning to play. I just don't, I could be wrong though. I may not have the latest information, but I think they are still planning to play. I know college football, they're like pushing back and some of them talking about they're just going to play conference games and no comp and not play any other non-conference games. Um, it's crazy. Don't nobody know. Don't nobody, nobody know. What they know. Thank yeah, you. they just saying this stuff to. Yeah, they just saying it to. 
they're saying it to say, all right, we have a plan. And so the the people, you know, the fans and everybody can be like, okay, they can still have that to look forward to, but they don't know. I mean, you know, in two weeks, they could be like, we ain't playing. (laughs) Nobody knows anything. Like, nobody knows nothing about nothing. Mm -mm. They don't know anything about the coronavirus, come to find out. I don't know nothing about it. Nothing about how to move forward, if we should move forward, why we should move forward, you know, no judgment, but like, this is like the biggest clusterfuck is people would say, like, you just gotta go this day to day and see what happens. Look, I'm gonna tell you this. So, if you look at other countries, you look at other countries, they they're obviously doing some stuff that we ain't doing over here because they numbers not like yeah they numbers not like not skyrocketing like ours out here but you know what it's because i ain't gonna say it's not solely because but partly because our damn leadership in the country trash they they making light of this situation oh you don't have to wear we can't mandate you to make wear a mask why the hell not? Right. You can definitely do that. You made mandates to do everything else you want to do. Man, my dog barking like a mother. What is man barking for? Can you hear that? I can. This nigga barking loud as a mother. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you go to, like, when we went out to Phoenix, we went to Walmart. Like, we didn't go anywhere. So we went out to Phoenix. We rented a house out there, and uh, we just stayed at the house. We cooked all the meals at the house. Like we didn't go to no restaurants or nothing. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, they had a pool. The house had a pool, and so we just stayed there every day. But we did go to Walmart, and you got it. I mean, it was mandatory. You couldn't get in Walmart if you had no mask on. They wouldn't let you in there. Exactly right. And so it's beyond me if there's data to show that the masks, if you wear the mask and you social distance, that pretty much. Yeah, we'll do it. It, it dramatically reduces the chances of, of, of spreading it. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy that people are like, you, you're infringing on my rights. I got a right to catch it. Like people, I got a right to catch it. Well, well you well, got a right I mean, to be I mean, stupid. Well, go in a lab and let somebody give it to you. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like You got a right to be stupid. It's you know, crazy. so now, now what, now what would be bad is okay. You got a right to, you got a right to catch it. You ain't wearing no mask. So say you walk up in a store, no mask on, and you come in contact, you know, make made a mistake and sneeze or something around somebody with a mask, and 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 they turn around and, and slap the shit at you because you ain't got no mask on. They had a right to hey. I feel like it is what it is. So many. <laughs> There's so many examples of where, you know, if somebody just wail on you and just just tear you up, I feel like go for it. I don't have stupidity, people disrespecting people intentionally. That's for the virus. That's when it comes to racism. I feel like if you get knocked out, you get dragged, it get filmed, and it go viral. You know, it's second, third hand embarrassment. So be it. 
we in a time where you know the rules, you choose to violate, and there are consequences. Right. I, I mean, that's it. I, you you know, I I think people, I, and I'm reading a book, and I'm trying to gain some perspective on. I know this ain't this probably not the be, the best way to gain a perspective is to talk to white people about it, but I'm reading a book. Um, it's kind of the book is about why it's written by a white author, why white people have so much trouble discussing race. Like we saw that book on um somewhere on social media, somebody posted it. Yeah. But yeah, that one is written by a white person. And then there's one written by a black woman called So You Want to Talk About Race. I don't know if okay. it's kind of in response to that. But um I, I need to read that one too. I've seen that book referenced a lot. Yeah, I'm so I'm just trying to gain some perspective. Some of the stuff I kind of some of the stuff I've read I kind of knew. Um but it, it, it's some interesting stuff in there. It's some interesting stuff in there. But it all really comes down to like just being a decent human being. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that hard. Just being, and that can go. I say that, and that can go both ways too. That can go. I, I, I've had to reflect on myself too, as far as um, I know. I, I got biases. I know I do. You know, I, I, I got them just like, you know, anybody else. Um, but I'm not racist. Like I don't even think, I don't even think black people can be racist. Like we, we because like the way they define racism is like, it's, it's like a system. It's like a whole system. We don't have, we ain't got, yeah, we ain't got nothing. And we ain't got nothing like that. So, you know, we ain't oppressing nobody. We ain't, we ain't got no means to oppress nobody. So Exactly. They got the yeah. law, the money, the, yeah. all, all of the systems. And, you know, it's like you think you know. You know, we born and raised in the South, in a place where Dr. Yep. King was killed. I would say, even if not experienced firsthand, you know about racism, but yeah, yeah. even in, like you said to your point, like reading these books and reading just like data, like numbers don't lie, like really understanding that it's not just a white person calling you a nigga or, or whatever. Right. Like it far supersedes that it's every single system in this country. It's not yeah. a place that's not touched by racism. Yeah. yeah and uh, in, in the, in the, the common, the common reaction to that is, well, I don't have, you know, you got the same opportunity as I do, or I didn't, you know, I didn't own slaves and I didn't, that wasn't my fault. Yes, that is true. No. Yeah. We didn't, you didn't own slaves. That's true. Um, we might've gone to the same school or lived in the same, that grew up in the same neighborhood. That may be true. But there are inherent advantages mm-hmm. to being a white person in America. I mean, they don't. Most most white people don't even realize, and you know, the ones that a lot of them that don't realize it are the ones that 
are consider themselves the the progressive ones mm-hmm. like they don't realize it all the van- all the advantages that they've had um so yeah it's it's i mean we won't we won't we won't it's harp cool. on that the whole time yeah. but yeah i mean that's that's been it's this 2020 just been wild. I just say that 2020 has been crazy. In every way. Um, it's been crazy. I just seen a friend of mine. They about to have a Corona baby. Oh. A quarantine baby, whatever you call. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't got knocked up. Oh and, um, wow. I wonder. I wonder if like 20 years from now, you know how they talked about the um, well, the baby boomers. It will probably. It's gonna be the quarantine. <laughs> I, okay, I see where you're going. I hadn't thought about the that. The Corona I, babies. I thought you were going to say if maybe this will be in the history books, which I think we definitely. Oh, yeah, this is going to be. Yeah, 9-11. This, this most definitely. Was in this the, most um, definitely. Um, history books. This, this will be for sure. But, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, yeah, this most definitely going to be in the history book. But, like, on a positive note, mm-hmm. what I do believe has happened is, and it's still happening, I think that, like, like black and minority business owners, like people that got businesses and people, you know, I think they've seen a more collective effort to like, people are, are, are doing better about seeking out. Like I want to, you know, I want to work. Is it a black restaurant or is it a black? I want some t-shirts made. Is it a somebody black that make t-shirts, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, that's a positive thing, even with HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Like a top, what is it, dude? He's like a top 15, top 20 player, basketball player. Yeah, they're going. Dude, like 6'11", he committed to Howard. Mm-hmm. So, and the stuff like that is unheard of. And so, maybe, you know, maybe on the positive side, you can say maybe it's an awakening of collective black and minority um, thought in, you know, mobilization. Mm-hmm. To, I, I, to, I agree. I mean, I it couldn't have come at a more, I guess, more perfect time. Um, I know even now I'm waiting on something, a package to come that is um, this skincare company is black on. I've been... I would like to think that I've always been pretty diligent about supporting black black owned businesses in some You kind of militant. You kind of militant. I am. Yeah, I'm a little mm. militant too. I try to do all of my personal services like hair, nails, brows, all that stuff that women tend to get done. I had decided probably well over five to seven years ago that those would be done by black, black. women. In yeah, particular, that's, so, that's you know, no judgment to nobody else, but I don't, I don't go to the Asian places anymore. I know they're minority yeah. as well, but you know, that was something that I was intentional about. Um, and I have purchased several <laughs> products from uh, black-owned businesses over the last two weeks. You know, we're looking for the black restaurants. Yeah. Um, and not just you know, during a particular time, but really trying to support. Um, and I think it's a real good look for them, which, you know, makes me feel good about the work that we do through the podcast because we've been able to feature some of these yeah. business owners who are um, 
you know, just do, we're already doing a great job, um, but really, you know, knocking it out of the park. So I'm proud that we were able to support, um, yeah. you know, even on the marketing side before we could support with our dollars. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And speaking of one of the, I went to mug and coffee today. Did you? I got to go. I saw Mary in there, Mary in there humping. She getting, you know, she was getting, getting after it in there. They had a nice little crowd. Man, um, response from the soft opening last week. I mean, that's all I saw on social media there. I mean, I have some friends that I didn't, um, I have no way of knowing anyway, but I didn't know that they were really close friends with them. And I mean, the support was just through the roof yeah, and I had plans to go. And I just kept hearing it's wrapped around, wrapped around the whole day. But instead of going, since I knew I was going to go in the Whitehaven area, instead of going to mugging that day, I went to uh trap fusion 901. Trap fusion. How you like it? I liked it. I got, um, I got the fishing grits. Mm-hmm. Um, which I had now I'm usually a shrimp and grease girl, but I saw a picture of the fish and grease on that their uh, website. Fried fish, a ton of grits. I mean, it was a meal. <laughs> too. Um, that great customer good, service. They did curbside. You didn't have to go in. Yeah. Um, they opened another location too. Really? Cordova. They about to open one in Cordova. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. So shout out to Trail Fusion. Yeah, we've had Jason Gardner and Markeith and all y'all over there. Yep, yeah, I definitely go back and try something else, but um, that might be my, that might be my go-to. Yeah, Trafusion food, they food is good. They good. They got good food for sure. Um, what else we want to talk about? Oh, another thing that's another positive thing. So, you know, I probably if if, if anybody you know that has listened to a couple of episodes or, or listened to some of the first episodes the reason we started the pod was to encourage i won't say encourage but maybe provide the the inspiration um to if you want to start a business or do something just to generate some money on the side outside of your nine to five job you know which is why we interview so many like local business owners and people that got you know they may have a job, nine to five job, but they got their own business too on the side. Um, another positive thing is that I think more people have done that as a result of the pandemic. Oh yeah. Because you know, the stability that they probably thought they had, I mean, who the hell can plan for a pandemic? It's not safe. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't plan for no pandemic. I mean, that's just real. I mean, you can't. So I'm sure a lot of people have said to themselves, seeing like what's going on, a lot of these businesses not able to operate, a lot of people being laid off and things like that. So they having to start, you know, fend for themselves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I know they provide like unemployment and all that, but long term, you know, I'm be able to get unemployment forever. So yeah, that's about to dry up this right. month, and they already right. announced that they will not be extending the payment, unfortunately. So, right, and I know, I mean, my wife works in education, she's she started a business, so she started a business during the pandemic, really started too. One with her friends, a couple of friends of hers called Yard Glam. Y'all check it out, Yard Glam, and yeah. that's a shameless plug, and um. No shame. 
And she started a, <laughs> she started another one on her own called Slumber Squad. It really it it it, it ties directly in. That's really what she did. She's always loved to like do that kind of stuff. Our kids' birthday parties will always be like over the top. And I'd be like, why in the hell? Like she's three years old. She's not gonna remember this. But she would just go to the to the I mean the most minute detail. But she loves to do that. That's I mean, she she gets enjoyment out of that. So she started a business around it. So now she you know, if you want a slumber, nice slumber party for your girls or even boys, she does with boys too. She started a business around that. And that's, yes, that's work, but she finds enjoyment out of it. Yeah. So, and it makes a difference. Yeah, um, absolutely. Finding some enjoyment, those things, they tend to come easy. Um, I was even having a conversation about this um, with some friends last week. And, and it's, it's amazing how hard you will go for something that you enjoy and really want to do. You know, you will stay up till one, two o'clock in the morning, you know, working on whatever it is that you really like as opposed to something else that you may not like, whether it be in your full-time job or not. And you're like, look, I'm ready to go to sleep. You know, I can wait until tomorrow, but it's something that, you know, causes that adrenaline, you know, that will allow you to go the extra mile. Again, I think that's what we kind of focus on in the podcast is that work is work, okay? Like you said, at the end, you got to put the work in. But at some point, you know, it would be nice to find some passion or enjoyment. And if you get that out of your full-time job, I think that's wonderful. But if you don't, then, you know, you can be thinking about what is it that I do every day? or often that I really, really yeah, enjoy. Really like yep. And it's hard to figure that out sometimes because you, you're just doing what you do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you really pay attention and maybe listen to people say, you should do so and so and so. And you're like, no, no I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just do this for family or for friends or whatever. But if you really think about it, if it's something you want to take a look at, you probably could make some money from it. Yeah, you just got to have it. Um, you got to... You gotta, you gotta have the faith and the, I guess, the confidence that it'll work out. We, we, I say we as in, I won't say, I say me. Talk, I, I talk myself out of a whole lot of stuff, and because you're thinking about what could go wrong, or what if it don't work out, yeah, or I look you sick. know, what if it's not people don't support it, what if people don't support it, correct, and all of that. First of all. You, you 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 spending time thinking about stuff that hasn't happened. So unless you can predict the future, yeah. you're really wasting your time even thinking about that. If you just redirect your energy to, hey, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna provide the best service, a product, or whatever it is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the best that I can do. And 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 if I do that, it's gonna work out. If you just put all your energy into that, energy into that, then hey, whether whether people support it or not, you'll you'll still know that you did, you, you put forth your best effort and you won't be, you won't be jaded about it. Like you can, I know people that they'll start something and like if some people they know don't support it, like they be yeah. like, I don't mess with them no more because they I'll ain't support. You know what I'm saying? And like everybody not going, everybody's not going to support, not necessarily because they don't like it or it may just be something that, like say, let's take mug and coffee for instance. I'm sure they got some friends that don't necessarily 
don't don't really support it like others have, but maybe they don't like coffee. Right. Or you know, and, you just gotta some are gonna support it and some are not. Like you can't it's it's not a and even if they're not supporting it, even if they're not supporting it from a place of envy or I don't want them to succeed, you can't even worry about that. Yeah, none of that really matters. And I nope. think you also need to look at, you know, what what does support mean and what does it look like? Now, certainly if you have a service or a product, you may have a person that feels like, no. What I mean by support is buy my product, come into my place okay. of business, but support is not always direct support. My support could be, I may not have purchased your product or service yet, but maybe every time you post about it, I make sure to share it with my network. Right. You know, maybe I talk you up, you know. That's better than, that's maybe, better than spending money. Right. Really? Maybe I, you know, volunteer my services, you know, as, which I think is the friend, you're not looking for no, no compensation anyway. But you know, it's not always the direct right. by my whatever, you know, fill in the blank. And everybody's gonna feel differently about that. But I think if we start looking at support in a way that it can look a lot of different ways, that will keep business mm-hmm. owners from being stressed. And then you also have to realize that sometimes the things that you find enjoyable, the reality is other people may not. May not. And exactly. that sucks. But it is the truth. That's the truth. Yep. All right. Do you think that all of my friends like dig in to read every word I've written? No. That's fine with me. You know, all of our friends listen to the podcast. No. No. They don't. They need to, but they don't. (laughs) Now, we may prefer that some things happen, but that is the reality. If, if If that wasn't the case, then the market for everything wouldn't be so big, you know. Correct. I, yeah. I might want makeup. I got about 15 million different lip glosses in there. <laughs> right. You know? So you can't let, and I'm not saying it don't happen because it does, but for folks that are thinking about, and even for myself, some things that I want to do, just go on and do them. It's yeah. probably more stress on you not doing the thing that you have on your heart to do. Just doing constantly it. think about it regret right. regret not doing it speaking of that so one of your uh one of your sorors is she a soror yeah i think she is is kayla delta kayla they went to southern with you yes all the okay. way okay 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 i don't want to disrespect but um man i didn't know kayla had all this stuff going on mm-hmm like she doing a lot of stuff and so we we got a we have a mutual friend that he he talks to Kayla quite often he was like man she just jump in like she don't like overanalyze like she just jump in good trait to have and um yeah I, I definitely don't have it I wish I had more more of that but I got that from my dad my dad is like I told him I was like man you done scarred me for my whole life like he <laughs> I'm telling he is the most overthinking, overanalyzing dude. What do you call it? Analysis paralysis? Man, I mean, I'm like, come on. Like he, so so me and my dad, I don't know if I told this. So my dad's about to retire. Okay. 
Okay. And in his retirement, he's like, hey, you know, well, I, I think I brought it to him, but he he kind of reciprocated. I was like, hey, man, we, you know, when you uh, when you get into retirement, you can kind of help me with the real estate stuff. Mm. And so I talked to him one day because he's supposed to get like some kind of retirement money or whatever. And I was like, you know, why don't you invest it with me? And we can, you know. So long story short, so I found a duplex. I found this duplex, right? I think it was listed for like, I don't, I can't, I, I know the number, I'm gonna just get round numbers. So say it was listed for 50,000, right? Okay. Say it was listed for 50. So I, I put in, I offered 35,000, mm-hmm. right? There's $15,000 less. Right. Okay. So the the agent came back. He's like, well, you know, he's been trying to sell it for a while. Um, maybe if you, you know, increase your offer a little bit, he'll take it or whatever. So I increased the offer. The guy, they accepted it. Okay. They accepted the offer. So we done bought. So I called my dad. I'm excited. Like, I'm, ex- I'm all excited. I called him. First thing he said. You should, oh, that would have probably took less than that. I'm like, man, get the heck out of here. <laughs> like, you, like, we got this thing. Hey, that was a counter offer now. We yeah, know. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, that would have took less than that. I'm like, man, I can tell you from North Memphis. <laughs> you, you always trying to, you know. Making but anyway. rain on your little parade. You can't, you can't. So, but what I, a, a good friend, a good friend of mine told me, Cause I have what you call a uh, buyer. Is it buyer's remorse? Mm-hmm. Not, is that what it is? You, you regret the purchase. You regret buying something. Uh-huh. So I had bought. What did I buy? I think it was a car that I got years ago. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, "Man, I think I paid too much for this car." Like, I was just like <laughs> tripping. And he was like, "Hey, he was like Dre. You done bought it now." He was like, "You done bought it now. You might as well just hey." It is what it is. Oh, it, now you're wasting your energy on even, yeah. you know what I mean? I could be like that from, from time to time. And I do have to have, um, yeah, like you, pull the trigger, me, you know, you need that, um, for folks like that, you need that, um, no nonsense person in your life. Who yeah. It is to say, like quit crying, quit, quit yeah. crying, <laughs> help yourself and move on. Cause yep. you, it's no, I'm thankful to have people like that in, in my life. And mine is for like dumb stuff. But in my mind, things, I think I'm better now. But I really used to be, I felt like everything was permanent. Mm. Like if I did something, like it had to be like that forever. And that was right. put the pressure on me to always make, you know, the very best choice every time. When that's mm-hmm. not true. Really nothing right. is permanent. You can always make a choice to do something different. You just may yeah. not want to do it. I don't yeah. know. All this stuff goes into doing these little, whether it's a real business. We, I mean, we've had some, everybody is a real business owner that we've had. And then you have somebody mm-hmm. like me who, mine is not, it's a business if it brings in money, but I don't have like a corporation or LLC. I just kind of do, I get my 1099s and move on. Um, but, but you could. I, you still got the book coming on the way. Remember, you say you're going to get rolling on that at some point. Please, at some point, <laughs> before I go to glory, Lord, can I please 
quit playing. Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I made a, not made a promise, but, and you could say this an excuse, but I do think it's preparation. I've gotten back into reading, um, which is crazy because the thing about writers is they should always be reading. Always. And I do always read, but I've transitioned from books to like articles Twitter. or stories that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And gotcha. so I'm the master of that. Now I'm going to read me some <laughs> articles and news stories and all of that, but my attention span for reading is not it's just over time you know i don't i need a book that's gonna get me right off right um, you can't be can't be moving all slow and yeah you no, need i need something to grab you because i'm gonna find yeah. something else to do yeah um and so i am proud that i'm on my second book and i'm halfway go. through i already read a book um what you read me um, so the first book I read, and I read a lot of fiction, I want to get into nonfiction, like the books that you're reading, but sometimes they don't hold my attention either. But, um, first one I read was called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. Oh. It's real, kind of like, that's heavy. not like that at all. Yeah, that's, like that's that heavy. Time. I mean, it is, it kind of explores, you know, the things that Black women you know, deal with, but it was done in a lighthearted way. And then this book that I'm reading now is called The Vanishing Half. And it is, of course, written by a black woman, Britt Bennett. And it's about two twins, identical twin girls who grew up in South Louisiana. So, you know, I, I love that because I basically live there, um, close to that area. And they ran away and one of them, because in South Louisiana, in some areas, the black folks are Creole, whatever, really, really fair skinned. And one of them. So they red bone. They, yeah, to the highest okay. power. And one of them went, eventually when they ran off, when they came back home, one of them was living as a black woman and the other one was living as a white woman. Whoa. Okay. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, all the stuff that I'm interested by is like in this one book and it's set um in like the fifties and sixties and, and all of that, uh even though we're still passing going on today. Okay. Um that's an interesting that's an interesting concept right there. So okay. that's my okay. little okay. uh escape. Um after work when I can officially close my laptop, which is <laughs> whenever. I already know. So I know, so we talked a lot about how crazy 2020 is. Man, I hope, I hope 2021, 2021 gotta be like the best year. It gotta be. Cause this guy here. I have, I'm trying to have high hopes. I'm just like, just let us, I mean, it's just July. You know, even though it's crazy, the time has gone by so fast, but these past six months have felt like a year, like a whole year. <laughs> I can barely remember what I did in January and February. Yep, I know. I it's remember. like that didn't even happen. It's <laughs> like January and February didn't even happen. Mm-mm. Yep. But even throughout, like like we said earlier, there have been some positive things that have come out of, I think anytime it's like major changes, like, like what's going on now, there are positives that come out of it on the other oh, side. Yeah. 
I mean, it can't be all all bad. I mean, even even with work, you know, like I'm back at now I'm back at home. I went from home to work two days in, three days out. We did that for about maybe six or seven weeks. And then this week was our first week back at home. So now I'm having to shift back to being back at home. home. And I think as we talk about changes, you know, I don't know when all of this kind of subsides, what working will look like. Working has already changed for so many folks. I feel like we may still keep these abbreviated hours. A lot of people talking about shifting a four-day uh, work week. Man, please. <laughs> please. Oh, have mercy. <laughs> please do that. Goodness it's gracious. Outdated concept. It's so outdated. I mean, honestly, we have been, America has been working like that on a five-day five week, eight-hour, nine-to-five type deal. On a traditional, I know that you have night shift and all that other kind of stuff. But that's been mm-hmm. the model literally since 100 years ago. Yeah. Like, so that's what I'm telling you. Like, to try to change it. Like, this it's crazy. like our, our uh, look. I get it's got to be who it's got to be the people that are running the country. Like they don't, it's like they don't want to change nothing. Nobody wants to change. Like I work for a company, it's over a hundred years old. And guess what it took to get, to allow people to start working from home, a damn pandemic. Like you got 20, you got, 22 and 23 year old kids coming to work for your company and they telling you that one of the, you know, where you think, all you thinking is, oh, we can just, you know, if their salary is good, then that's all people care about. And these youngsters telling you, well, I need, you know, time is more important to me. I want the flexibility mm-hmm. in my work, in my work day. And they telling you, telling you, telling you, telling you. Or I don't want to, yeah. Or I don't want to, I don't want to have to dress business casual. You know, they're telling you this stuff and all you tell him is no. Cause this is the way we always have done it for a hundred years. Right. And why? why yeah. Would but yeah, but who going to be working for your company right now? Them people a hundred years and ago did. And you will too that out. Right. You no, know, I will say this. Um, but it's not Generation Z. These are those are what like teenagers now, right? So maybe man, I don't, don't ask me about millennials, generation this and that. I don't know. Well, I was told I was a millennial, and I have no idea. You are, you are the oldest millennial, the oldest millennial born in '81, and I just knew we were Generation uh, X. I, that's what I thought. I, that's what I thought we were. Nope. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I identify as that, but. Um, so it's not even millennials, right? Because they're, you know, of age, you know, 30 plus. So those under, you know, I commend them because they've come into the workforce and basically said what they're not going to do. And while right. a company like yours may not be on bandwagon, I know smaller companies like the one I work for, they may have been reluctant to make some changes. But they started thinking about it like, if I need this person in here to work, and it's not just one person, and then it made me think about us, the oldest millennials or generation, whatever, whatever. 
You know, maybe we ain't make no demands. We ain't make no demands. We just can't. We ain't make no demands. What you want us to do? Okay. What you want me to do? Exactly. Even to the point where I would be looking at some younger team members. You know, I was torn. I couldn't figure out if if it was admirable that they were making these requests, or even you know, let's say you work on a project and we piling the work on, which then may be the culture of Mm -hmm. your workplace or maybe the culture of the work that you do um but i would if they push back and were like no nah, i can't do this and i'm thinking the yes nerve. i heard of yeah i know like i, I know. can't believe you doing <laughs> it because but then again um slick like envious because you had the heart to push back and when i was your mm-hmm. age i didn't i just took it like a champ because that's like what you were told yeah. like you know, do this, do this, don't do this. You know, you even yeah. had people telling you, you know, when it comes to your PTO, like if you have PTO that don't cross over, transfer, roll over to the next year, like I'm taking my PTO. I'm going to take time off. <laughs> right. You know, the, the money, the time is money. I'm not going to leave that on the table. But then you kind of being conditioned to think over time well, I never have time to take off. I'm right. No, you need to make some time. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to make me feel guilty about taking off. And I don't care I'm, if I want to go and look at the ceiling all day. That's what right. I want to do. i never forget. I, uh, years ago, I had just got this job. I had just got, I had probably been in a job a few months. And I went on vacation. I think we were in like Las, we was in Las Vegas or somewhere. Mm. And like my phone was ringing, like my work phone. So I answered the phone like, uh, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, I ain't say what's up, but I'm like, hey, this is Andre, you know, blah, blah. And so my manager is basically like, yeah, I know you're on vacation, but I mean, you still got to do this. I'm like, damn, bro. None of that, man. I'm like, really? So no, he, he that now that manager was like the he was like the that old school, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're on vacation, if it gotta get done, it gotta get done type of God, please. So yeah. I, I mean, but that's why we are in the place that we're in, this my opinion. Man uh, in the world is because the and don't get me wrong, like I'm all for I have been blessed to still work. I have not missed a check. I have not been furloughed. My salary has not been reduced. And so I know that it is a privilege compared to a lot of folks. And you got to work and provide for yourself and your families. But now we're in a place where it just feels so greedy, you know, where it's like y'all get out here, sacrifice your life, your children's lives. Get out here so we can get back to normal and make yep. money that you clearly weren't making anyway because after two weeks of the pandemic, you had major corporations need bailout. After two weeks? Right. You had no, you had no reserves. You had no reserves. Really? Yeah. Yep. You yep. know, when you could just pay people a decent living in the first place. Yep. And you I think, have people that could stay, want to stay 
off work and get unemployment because you're making more unemployment than you make. Working at your job, yeah. That's crazy. I think I think one thing that they've done, like especially big corporations have done over time, is they have like merged all of these different job roles and responsibilities. That like so maybe thirty years ago there were three jobs. Like this person did this, this person did this, this person did. Now one person doing all three. And you're not gonna be you're not gonna be efficient. Um, like you're not gonna be efficient. You're gonna miss stuff. You're not gonna ever gain like the. You're sure not gonna ever really it. become a, a really a expert mm-hmm. on e on 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 either of the things. And so, you mentioned greed. It's like the companies, like that's what they did as far as. Um, and, and it's, I mean, you, I guess there's an argument on both sides because some, some companies say, well, if I didn't do that, then we wouldn't have a company. Okay. I get, yeah. I hear you. I don't necessarily believe that a hundred percent, but okay. And some companies is just like, oh, we can like what, what, what happened in a lot of companies is like so-and-so retired and the junior person just kind of stepped in and started doing that person's job too and so that well they can do both of those things hmm. maybe we can get rid of some more people yeah you know what i mean so that, all about the money exactly exactly and what it's doing is burning people out it's burning them out people are are are, are depressed oh. and like you said they don't have time or they don't feel like they can leave work like my like my boss, she'll be in Jamaica. Supposed to be on vacation and, and sending emails and on conference calls and stuff. Lil' Dre ain't doing it. Like if I'm if I'm on that kind of if I'm on that kind of vacation, I can see if like I'm at a stake, I'm just taking some days off, but I'm still around the house. But even then, I'm probably not gonna call in unless it's just like something very, very critical. But if I'm out the country, it ain't no way. And here is what I have learned. Whether it's a, some days off, a few days off, a staycation, a one, two week vacation, uh, uh, you leave or are made to leave or whatever the case, jobs will find a way yep. to get it done. They'll find a way to get it done. Without you are not. Ain't nobody that critical. You are not as critical as you think you are. You may be critical in that moment in time. I'm not saying, you know, I believe, I hope that, you know, most companies find value in the people who are there, especially if they're working hard, whatever it is for you. But when you gone, oh, it's going to get done regardless. The work going to get done. This whole thing about, you know, they need, I mean, they might need you to do something, but if you are completely unavailable, yeah. they have to find another way. They don't have and, a choice. And they shouldn't guilt you into, well, I know you're on vacation, but I really need, no, you, your first, your sentence should start when I know you're on vacation. We on, we'll handle it. And, Enjoy and your vacation. That should be the, that should be the sentence. That should be the uh, discussion. 
if you know I am on vacation. And don't get yeah, me why you calling me. I, I have done it. I have hit a text. I maybe won't call because I'm that type of person. I don't know. I used to be where a very don't bother me now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not the best way to be all the time. Sometimes if you have something that you can quickly do, that's fine. But we have been in a place where um boundaries have not been put in place and they definitely have not been reinforced. And you have to reinforce, yeah. right? Because always somebody that's gonna push a boundary. Yeah. You got my cell phone number, okay. Does that mean you call me at an inappropriate hour, which right. to me will be after like seven right. or eight o'clock? Yeah. yeah. Do you why do you, you know, sometimes why do you even have my cell phone on? Sometimes <laughs> right. you know, that's a way to reach somebody. I always have to stay up on nine times out of ten, but I usually try to go another way until it gets to a critical point where I have to get in contact with you. Mm. Um, and everybody doesn't feel that way, but that's because of my own personal feelings about boundaries. Set your boundaries, people. Set them. Set I'm setting boundaries. boundaries. So coronavirus, I'm setting my boundaries. <laughs> uh, do not infect me. I'm taking all my precautions. And so I'm off limits. Yeah, just try to be. Um, I've been tested for coronavirus. Did you? Where did you get tested at? Uh, Christ Community. Uh, I went to the I'm one. Going to, I'm gonna go get Hill. tested too. Um, they were at the time. This was before the surge. This was maybe about. Uh, it's the 11th, right? So close to a month ago. Just a few days. Okay. How long did it take to get um, the results? Two days. That's cool. Now, that's great because many places are 10 days. Uh, and maybe it's 10 days now since the demand for testing has increased. Um, but it literally took. Dang, like, 10 days. Shit. Yeah. It took you two days. I can deal with it two days. That's straight. Mm hmm. Yeah, I may go to, uh, they're doing them at um, Baptist DeSoto. Oh, but you got to make an appointment. Ridiculous. Really? Yes. But it I thought they, they're doing appointments, so why would it be a line? Because, so, I don't know how they do theirs. Um, how Christ Community does theirs is they called me, gave me an appointment, but they still do testing in a two-hour window from two to four every day. But what gotcha. she told me was, your appointment is at 2.30. And I just so happen to say this. I said, I have a meeting. I hate to be like this while I'm trying to get this test, but I have a meeting at 3 o'clock that I would prefer not to be in the car for. She said, well, the thing is, we started to, you can just get there early um, before, you know, they open up the lines. I got there at like 1.15. They had two lines. So I was essentially the second person in line. Ah, uh, Okay. So I get there. So you got there early. Now, gotcha. I'm not going to lie. I went to get tested again. I tried to. And um, I got in line and I did not have an appointment. And she made me get out of the line. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to sneak in. Oh, I tried to be <laughs> and just straight uh... in line. Do you have an appointment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I talked to them. They went back. Gotcha. Not on the list. So let me ask you, Alicia, 
what has your experience been so far with podcasting? Like, what do you, um, has it been what you expected? I don't know that, that I, ex- I don't know what I really expected, especially since we changed from in-person to virtual, but that's just the way it is right now. You know, it's made me pay attention to other podcasts. I've even been able to incorporate podcasting into on the professional side. Not me doing it, but in PR strategy. So it's been helpful. So, you know, to have a client that asks me, do you know something about podcasts? And I can say yes without having to go and research because I really do. There you go. So that's been helpful. Um, That's cool. And I think digging in more to how, just how to do more with them and really kind of getting into the nuts and bolts of it. But other than that, you know, every time we've done one, you know, I've learned something from every single guest. Yeah, I love the guests. We we have had. And I'm, I'm, be, I'm gonna be honest. When we first started, I my my main worry was that man, we ain't gonna be able to get no guests, or so we ain't gonna get we ain't gonna be able to get the ones that we want to get. And we have literally had zero issues Mm-mm. getting getting the guests that we want to get on and. Like you said, they've always given some type of insight that you you know that people can use, uh, whether it's just their personal experience or you know any mantras that kind of help them get get to the level that they that they are or that they're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every every guest we've had, every and we appreciate we appreciate every guest we've had, man. It's, yeah, we we do. We appreciate the time and even just seeing seeing what what they continue to do in their work i just saw a story on a in the memphis business journal uh, about kelvin and the t-shirt lab yep. saw that um of course the success of mugging i see alton williams doing his thing with the gym and like really really got yep. these folks putting in work man i'm going um enjoying them they've been putting in like like serious work. Alton got them folks working. Yep. Yes. Um, Cynthia. C- Cynthia. Cynthia did the. Uh, hold on, we got to stop for a second. So that Juneteenth thing, oh, they generated oh, over a million dollars for black businesses. That was so. I sent her a message. I said, you know, this is really blowing my mind. That yeah. that's crazy. A million dollars might not be a lot that to some people, and- but. To me, like, that's crazy. Yeah. And another big time. coming up for um, drive-through. It, so it's just so many. You know, I don't want to get to name it everyone because I don't want to over-look over, um, anyone. But, um, you know, just to see people continuing to do their thing. And it really is an inspiration to yep. me. You know, it inspires me. So I hope that folks continue to listen. You know, we'll be gearing up for third season and yes i have had some people ask so not gonna have me on the podcast you know so there's <laughs> who are doing things and they are you know really genuinely doing good work and not just looking to be yeah. on a podcast but you know i think there are so many folks that we don't even think about they really are doing their own thing um and it's absolutely to hear the stories and um how it came to be and y'all help us. So if it's somebody that you know is doing just some awesome things, I know we we generally try to focus on folks locally in Memphis, but even if they're not in Memphis, 
I mean, shoot us a note. Let us know. We love to have. We love to have them on. Cause like like Alicia said, we learn. We learn something from everybody. And thank you for the support. Look, let's let's tell this story for we for we end it. So before we before we start season two, me and Alicia were like we're gonna have to get some interns to mm. help us. We like we're gonna have to get some interns to help us like do some of the uh like social media and like like editing the episodes and stuff. And we heard crickets. Like we now I'll be honest, I don't think we did the best job promoting that, um, that opportunity, but we're gonna get that. Like we're yeah. going to do that. It's it's, um, it's crucial at this point. Yeah, cause we hey, we doing too much work, man. We doing too much work. <laughs> at right the now. end of the day, we got jobs. Andre get spouse and children. I, and I got a little dog a now. Day. I need a Dang. eye exam. Uh, other things going on. Families trying to dodge the Rona. It's just I know y'all so, know. So if y'all know some bright young, it'll be a pay. It'll be paid. If y'all know some bright young tech savvy, what's another attribute? Just cool down to earth. Me and Alicia are both laid back people. If you know somebody, shoot them to us. Especially, I mean, some college students majoring in communications or something like that. I mean, I think it'll be a great experience for them. I think so. Yep. So. That's another little plug I had to put in there. But anyway, so we wrapping up season two. Man, this is crazy. We wrapping up season two. This is wild. Yep. More to come. More to come. We have more to come. Oh, we're going to have more merchandise, too. We're going to have some more merchandise, too. Who uh, is rocking one of our shirts. Yeah, we're going to have a few more T-shirt designs. Alicia and I got to talk through uh, what we're going to bring out, but uh, yeah, thanks to everybody that supported with that with the shirts. We're gonna so the merch just helps us kind of supplement some of the cost to doing certain things that we that we want to do with the pod. So yeah, the support helps. Support helps for sure. So we're gonna okay. continue to do that. All right, we out there. All right, peace. Peace. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Main Side Hustle. That's M-A-N-E-H-U-S-C-L-E. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think.